0: Welcome to the Skull King Football Podcast, presented by Box DFS Firelines. Now, here are your hosts, Justin and Ryan Skullrud.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Skull King Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Ryan Skullrud. With me tonight is my brother, Justin. Go ahead and say hi. Hello, everybody. All right. Well, tonight, uh, the last couple episodes, what we've been doing is kind of splitting everything up just to make sure that everything was shorter. You only, um, you know, you didn't have to wait through an entire hour-long episode to get all your information. Tonight, we're changing that up back just a little bit. Um, there's not a whole lot of news, so we can't really split that up into its own thing, and then we just go straight into the games that we're covering. So uh, we're going to make this, do what we can to keep this to right about a half an hour for you guys, so it's not too long for you, um, and then we'll we'll call it a night, and uh, Hope you guys uh, enjoy the episode. Real quick, we want to make a a real quick announcement. Um, This week, uh, you know, last week we talked about the the fact that we're on Fantasy Pros in terms of doing our rankings and everything that we post to our website, com. This last week, uh, I actually, again, happened to have a pretty good week, finished 71st overall, which, you know, doesn't sound great, but uh, my running back rankings actually were fourth in accuracy last week, and my tight end rankings were 17th, so... Um, you know,
2: you do do math on what that did for his quarterbacks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't get me started on quarterbacks this year. So, um, all right. So yeah, so that's, uh, I think Justin, do you have anything else before we get into the news? Uh,
2: the only thing that I would mention is don't forget to, uh, continue to keep sending in those uh, direct messages to us through Facebook, through Instagram, uh, even through Twitter, uh, screenshot of your, uh, subscribe button that you are subscribed and listening to the podcast Uh, once again those entries will be drawn at the end of the month Uh, the uh right now we're trending at uh getting two hundred dollars uh once again trending but uh right now we have a solid hundred dollars up for grabs once again if we're able to get uh over a hundred people uh registered for this we'll we'll have another uh drawing in there as well but uh now on to the news all right, well, let's go ahead and get into today's headlines.
1: All right, so since we didn't have a show yesterday, so there was nothing for nothing for going on, we'll, we'll back it up just a little bit. Uh, the big loss from the Falcons is that they have placed Devonta Freeman on injured reserve, which means Tevin Coleman fans rejoiced. And on top of that, Ito Smith should be rostered all over the place now.
2: Yeah, Ito should be rostered in every league. His ownership should be at minimum ninety-five percent.
1: Yeah, I uh, especially with the you look at the amount of work that he has gotten the last few weeks. He's scored in three consecutive weeks, and uh, and his his running running share in terms of uh, red zone rushes is fourteen to seven in favor of Ito over Tevin Coleman. So
2: yeah, Tevin Coleman's also dealing with a little bit of a injury and banged up. So if 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 Ito Smith is still available, go get him. Yeah. Uh,
1: John Gruden says that uh, he is concerned about Marshawn Lynch's groin strain could be long term. He is getting checked out this week. We will kind of keep you updated on that as much as possible. Uh, since we are mainly PPR guys here, that that means that you need
2: to keep an eye on Jalen Rashard. So yes, Doug Martin, I would I wouldn't even consider at all at all ever ever ever. Bill's
1: quarterback, Josh Allen, received a second opinion on his sprained elbow from Dr. James Andrews. And while he won't need surgery, the expectation as of now is that Allen will miss at least two or three games. Enter the Derek Anderson hype train. Which we are not at all suggesting that you start Derek Anderson. No. This may actually mean that this would be a good week to stream the Colts defense, which yeah, I am this week.
2: They are my streaming defense of the week. Uh, I would say that uh, that Eric that Derek Anderson hype train is a train of one, uh, it is the conductor uh, Derek Anderson. Oh, it's a two and a caboose of Derek Anderson. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jaguars
1: running back Leonard Fournette still not practicing. Not a good sign for Sunday. TJ Yeldon also was not practicing with the foot and angle. So that's something to kind of keep an eye on. I think that they're probably just managing Yeldon's reps while Fournette is still out. That's my personal opinion right now. I don't think that they're actually going to go with Jamal Charles right now.
2: Yeah, I think this is, I would say it's not any news about Leonard Fournette missing. Uh, The report was that they were likely to hold him out until after the bye anyway. So I would be shocked if he plays this week.
1: All right, T.Y. Hilton said he will test his injured hamstring on Wednesday and Thursday. Uh, Having been, you know, already gone through Wednesday's practice, it looks like he is – he practiced in full today, I believe is what I saw, and that uh, he should be good to go for Sunday's game uh, against – God, who are they playing? They're playing – They're playing Buffalo. Buffalo, which we just talked about. Um, And then Jack (laughs) – Jack Doyle remains sideline on Wednesday's practice, so that means that it's still Eric Ebron's show in Indianapolis.
2: Uh, really quickly, for those T.Y. Hilton owners, uh, actually, we'll get, to that. we'll get to that when we cover the games here in just a couple minutes.
1: Yeah, we'll get to that. Uh, Terrell Pryor is not practicing again Wednesday. As of right now, the only, uh, because you look up here, Robbie Anderson with his hamstring did not practice, the only healthy wide receiver right now for the Jets is Jermaine Kearse. So, yeah. Uh, free agent wide receiver Rashard Matthews admitted he is unlikely to sign with a team this season. That is
2: – wow. That is quite f- foolish, if you ask me, considering that he asked – He asked to really me to let list. go
1: of Tennessee. After restructuring – after signing a new
2: – Yeah, after signing a new – after he – was the, his basically his agent in the offseason and, and restructured that. Um, very unwise decision-making so far this season from Richard Matthews. Yep. The Dolphins
1: are going to continue with Brock Tober and have Brock Osweiler again as their starting quarterback. Um, are we going
2: to trademark that? Huh? Are we going to trademark that? Or, no, because or is that oh, it's, all,
1: it's all over Twitter and everything. Um, Ryan Tannehill is not quite ready. Osweiler, as we remember, threw for 380 yards in an OT win last Sunday against the best defense in the league, and we don't know how that happened. Second best, actually. Not going to happen again. No. No. uh, Not going to happen. Coach Kyle Shanahan said the Raheem Mostert over Alfred Morris isn't permanent. I'll believe it when I see it.
2: Yeah, and coming from the Alfred Morris owner, I I I am not – I was not as worked over about that uh, as Matthew Berry was uh, <laughs> funny rant. You should go watch um, yeah. because he only needed a, a point. Uh, he got that point, And then that point was taken off the board because of a holding penalty. Holding uh, penalty. Anyway, um, I dropped Alfred Morris uh, in, in a 10 team league where uh, I went out and got Matthew Brita, who was, it was, unfathomable that he was on the waiver wire but i got brita i am not looking i am not confident enough in alfred morris moving forward considering that mostert who had a fumble the week before once again this is all kind of part of that matthew berry rant mostert who had a fumble the week before then out snapped alfred morris so morris had um, one snap so all
1: right uh isaiah crowell did not practice on wednesday uh, T.Y. Hilton, yeah there was T.Y. Hilton practicing in full for Week 7 Coach McVeigh of the Rams confirmed the Cooper Cup is out for Week 7 against the 49ers Dodged the bullet in one of my
2: leagues because this is the week I played Cooper Cup
1: <laughs> Carson Wentz was limited Wednesday's practice, not worried about him they're just managing his reps Dalvin Cook is practicing in full for Week 7 against the Jets so goodbye Latavius Murray Yeah. yes um let's see, and then Julian Edelman with the heel is added to the injury report. That's it. The only other thing that we have in terms of news um is uh you know, this is the big um with we're dealing with the the England games. Last week was was easy because they had it late in England, so it was a ten o'clock or well for West Coast ten o'clock start, uh East Coast one o'clock start, like every like all the rest of the first games. This week is a little different it is going to be even earlier. I believe it's a 6:30 a.m. start for the West Coast. So that means it's a 9:30 a.m. start for the East Coast. They're starting, you know, regular time for in in London for this game for the Tennessee and uh, the Titans and the Chargers. So make sure that your rosters are set Sunday night
2: or Saturday night if you don't think you can get up that early to take a look. Yeah, and we'll cover that game here in just a second. Um, Interesting note that I wanted to touch on really quickly is this uh, investigation that's opened uh, by the NFL into how the Dolphins handled Ryan Tannehill's injury. Uh, I do not think that this is going to be good for Miami with how the NFL jumped down the Seattle Seahawks' throat for their handling of Richard Sherman's injury last year, and Richard Sherman never missed a snap. Uh, to now have what the, Dolph- what the Dolphins did this last week with Ryan Tannehill, kind of practicing, then not practicing, and then out, um, the-, the NFL is getting very uh, is hammering down on kind of that whole uh, easy out, the the injury stuff, and and reporting that accurately and correctly. So, just something to note if you're a Miami Dolphins fan.
1: Alrighty, well, let's go ahead and get into the games. We are going to start it off with Denver and Arizona. Uh, in Arizona, Justin, what do you got for this game? Uh,
2: for this game, to me, the, the most important factor to to pay attention to is which run defense is going to give up the most yards. Uh, because both of these teams are okay at pass defense. Um, Denver is the 11th best pass defense, uh, and Arizona is the fifth best pass defense against quarterbacks. Uh, But both of these teams are horrible against the run. Both of them are the bottom four, so I expect David Johnson and then Lindsey and Freeman to both have good games. Uh, From the Denver side, Emmanuel Sanders is wide receiver nine in PPR formats, Um, so he is still a starter. I'm a little nervous. Um, just because of how Arizona has has played against the past, but that's more because they just bleed so much in the run. Uh, and then uh, in looking at this game, shocked that Demarius Thomas is wide receiver twenty six. Um, a lot of that has to do with touchdown production recently, um, but from this game, it's it's all about the run. I would feel comfortable starting Emmanuel Sanders. I would not feel too comfortable starting Demarius Thomas.
1: Yeah, for me, looking at this game, really, it's, it's, again, I'm with you there as well. It's about the quarter – or it's not about the quarterbacks and the receivers. It's about the, uh, the running backs. Uh, I really like Philip Lindsay for this week. Um, if you look at these two defenses, um, getting these stats from stat route, uh, the um, Denver Broncos have given up 200 yards twice, once to Gurley, once to Isaiah Crowell. They gave up 121 rush yards to Kareem Hunt um you know uh, You could have had more who could have had more in that same game they give up 209 yards to Isaiah Crowell they gave up 96 yards to Bilal Powell so that tells you right there and then we're looking at the airs, looking at the Arizona defense they gave up 101 yards to Mike Davis the number 2 running back for the um, for the Seahawks Latavius Murray the number 2 running back for them 155 96 yards to Adrian Peterson so they have a they have uh, given up a lot of yards on the ground, so this is definitely a stink This is definitely a game for the running back. so like I said, I am fully confident in starting Phil Lindsay in this game. I don't think either of the defenses are really going to do enough to stop the run um, and really neither of these offenses are really prominent enough I think for either one of these teams to get away from the other for either one to abandon the run game.
2: So. I've, got, I've got one last uh, piece here. Uh, as a fellow Royce Freeman owner, uh, and his ownership is still at 78% according to ESPN, this is a game that I'm looking at personally as an owner that if Royce Freeman does not get a touchdown or 10 points however possible, I'm looking at dropping Royce Freeman because this is, once again, one of the worst rush defenses. This game is primed for power running which Royce Freeman is the power running back. So if you're not if you're not going to start him this week, you'll watch him. Uh, but if he doesn't, once again, if he doesn't score those 10 points, I'm looking to dump him. I'm looking for someone who has a little bit more snap percentage, uh, some more workload and volume. Once again, volume is the name of the game. And especially in PPR leagues, Royce Freeman is not really involved in the passing game anyway. So um, this is a game that I'm watching and I may be dumping Royce Freeman as bitter as that sounds, considering my preseason prediction for Royce Freeman. Yeah. All right, moving on. Let's move on
1: to the uh, Titans and the Chargers, the early, early, early game
2: in London. Justin, what do you have for this one? Uh, the one thing that I'll say about this 6:30 30 game uh, is that there's not any player that you're questionable about based off of injury. So it's not something where you're going to be waking up Uh, Sunday morning and be utterly shocked that oh no Keenan Allen didn't actually play um, kind of a thing so um, when it comes to this game really this is a game of players or or a roster with a lot of players I like and would play and another roster which I wouldn't play a single one of them Um, interesting play is Corey Davis who's wide receiver 33 going up against the second or the 22nd pass defense in the Chargers. Once again, I think the Chargers are better at the pass defense than their record indicates. They have played explosive offenses out of the gate. Um, and I think that's where uh, they gave up, or that's where their record or their their current standing of 22nd it really comes from, is those early games against like Kansas City, who just come out of the gate firing, put up a whole bunch of yards. Um, and so I still like the Los Angeles Chargers defense this week, considering that Marcus Mariota was sacked 10 times last week against Baltimore. A little bit different pass rush when it comes to the Chargers, not the same, but I am not starting anybody in a Titans uniform that is not Davis, potentially Deion Lewis, if I'm desperate in a flex position.
1: Yeah, just trying to take a look at it. Uh, I don't believe the Tennessee Titans have given up a one hundred yard rusher yet on the season. Doesn't matter. Gordon can still get three touchdowns on twelve yards. I was <laughs> <laughs> I was getting to that. Um, so I think that that Gordon Gordon is still he's not automatic start. Um, but what they also haven't done they also haven't given up a receiving touchdown to a running back yet. They've only given up two touchdowns to running backs. Both of those were to Alex, Alex Collins last week. So the, what that's coming, winter is coming. I would say what, the, what that means to me though, is Austin Eckler is maybe a, you know, if you have another option this week, go a different option. So I would hold off on Austin Eckler. Obviously you're going to start Melvin Gordon. And then the other thing to look at uh, the Tennessee Titans in terms of what they've given up to wide receivers Again, I'm getting all these stats from StatRoute. Um, they've given up one, two, three, four different 100 yard receivers already this season. Um, you know, Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, Alshon Jeffrey, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Crabtree got 93 yards. So the passing game, Philip Rivers is going to have a heyday against Tennessee. Period. So yeah. the only thing that you know that that may you know kind of throw it off is the fact that it is the London game, and sometimes crap happens yeah look at how much
2: jacksonville has dominated almost every single game that they have played in london and look at i mean the raiders were bad but considering how bad the raiders even more so looked in that game yep tells you a lot about the london game
1: all right uh so that's it for that game let's go ahead and move on to
2: new england at Chi town justin what do you got uh this game is really going to be about for me the running backs uh tom brady is is lighting it up but he's doing it with a lot of running back help obviously the dump off pass uh to james white uh the the running game the power running game of sonny michelle coming in uh does a lot and i think michelle uh eclipses the 100 yard mark again against the Chicago bears, the Chicago bears gave up 157 rushing yards to Frank Gore and Kenyon Drake last week. What does that tell you about the opportunity for Sony Michelle and James white? So, uh, I like for new England to route Chicago by plus seven points personally. Um, I think that uh, Bill Belichick will do some scheming things that that take some things away from Trubisky. Once again, Trubisky is not Pat Mahomes. I understand that Trubisky has thrown nine touchdowns and 600 yards over the last two weeks, but a Bill Belichick coached team does much better against younger quarterbacks at home Uh I think Pat Mahomes did some crazy things, some blown coverages on Kareem Hunt and Tyree Kill, gave up a whole bunch of yards. You take away kind of those two blown plays, and Pat Mahomes is limited even more. So you take two touchdowns off the board, you take uh, 150 yards off the board, and his day becomes more of an average day. So I like New England in this game. Tom Brady is a start. Obviously, Edelman is a start. I'm not confident playing Gordon still, even though he's getting more of the playbook. But Michelle and White are both starts as well.
1: Yeah, for me, uh, uh, Tariq Cohen obviously is going to be a start this week just because of his ability uh, to to get loose and with the way that they have schemed for him the last couple weeks in the offense. Um, also, the New England defense, their linebackers have had trouble keeping up with speedy uh, running backs the last few weeks. Um, Actually, most of the season at this point, um, the Chicago Bears. Yeah, their defense. They're giving up. They've given up uh, three different, four different hundred yard, um, four different hundred yard. Oh, sorry, three hundred yard receivers. Uh, Ninety yards to Christian Kirk. Um, so they've given up plenty of. They've given up plenty that way. We know that the New England defense had, can give up a lot of yards and can give up a lot. Uh, they did. You know, they give up a ton to to Luck. So, um, for me, it's going to be a shootout, I think. But the the New England New England has so much more in terms of that that they're definitely the way to go. So,
2: yeah, one thing I'll say one thing about Chicago. I believe that this is a game where Howard can get back to his production, uh, and then uh, because New England has given up, they gave up 100 yards to carry on Johnson in Detroit. Uh, they gave up 84 yards to an Indianapolis Colts team with Naheem Hines uh, as the running back. So And Wilkins is the running back. So uh, this is a team that does not do well against the run, and the power run game is still Howard. So I like Howard in this game, maybe not as much as Tariq Cohen with what Tariq Cohen can do, but I, I still like Howard in this game, uh, kind of as an RB3 option based off where his production is going so far. All right, well, now moving on to the next game, Buffalo
1: at Indianapolis. Justin, what, uh, what are your thoughts on this one?
2: Uh, this is probably the game we're going to talk the least about uh, because Buffalo has nothing to offer but Shady McCoy. Um, with Derek Anderson being the quarterback, they're going to have a very limited passing playbook. I mean, he just got signed a couple of weeks ago. He's not even going to have much of the playbook. I would say 25% of the playbook, maybe, down solid enough to run plays against an NFL defense. So the running game is going to have a lot uh, involved in this game. And so Shady McCoy should be a solid start this week.
1: Yeah, uh, and for me, uh, looking at it, uh, really the, the only uh, – The only thing to to really talk about is the fact that Andrew Luck, even when he's projected to not do all that great, is absolutely lighting everyone up the last few weeks. Um, He had two down weeks, I want to say weeks two and three. Since then, he's
2: been throwing for over 300 yards, two, three, and four touchdowns. And it doesn't matter who he's throwing to because his two best offensive weapons haven't even been on the field.
1: No. Uh, Well, you could almost argue that Eric Ebron is the better weapon compared to
2: compared to Doyle. I would I would disagree. Uh based off of what we saw from Ebron in Detroit, I would say that Doyle is the better tight end. <laughs> um
1: all right. And then and so yeah, that I mean he's an obvious start. TY Hilton, I think you could probably go ahead and start um you know some people may be a little more cautious cautious coming off the hamstring injury. I think if he wasn't if he wasn't going to be good enough to really put up some numbers, I don't think he'd be playing honestly, especially against Buffalo. Yeah. Um so I think that I think that he should be in for a solid game. And as far as the 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 running backs, since Marlon Mack has come back, Naheem Hines has disappeared. Yep. So while Marlon Mack hasn't, hasn't been great over the last you know over last year and wasn't great coming into this year, last game was huge for him I want to say it was like was it like uh, 10, 12 carries 90 yards something like that so showed the he showed the explosiveness again and so look for you know possibly if you're looking for a sleeper you have some injuries or whatever Mack could be a possible flex play for you
2: Yeah, I I like Mac. Uh, One thing that I'll say about Naheem Hines is as T.Y. Hilton comes back as well, that's another target that Luck will be looking to outside of Hines. So his production will continue to drop. All right, moving on. Houston at Jacksonville. What do you got? Uh, Really the, the biggest thing for me in this game is going to be, can Houston replicate what Dallas did to Jacksonville? can they get Deshaun Watson involved in the running game? Uh, They obviously do not have the workhorse back that Dallas has in Ezekiel Elliott. Lamar Miller has been banged up. Alfred Blue is nothing to write home about. Um, So can Deshaun Watson do some things with his legs, buy some time? Um, I'm not starting... I would not start Will Fuller in this game. He has been hobbled with injuries the last couple of weeks. His production has dropped dramatically. Uh, I think he has six catches in the last two weeks, less than six, maybe four catches in the last two weeks. Let me double-check that here really fast. Um, over the last two weeks, uh, he's just been battling with injuries. Yeah, double-check. So, yeah, he has had four ca- or four catches in the last two weeks eight total points. He just cannot get separation on the deep ball. I don't think he'll get that this week. I think Kiki Cootie is a great play this week, regardless of what anybody else says, because Jalen Ramsey is going to be on DeAndre Hopkins. That's going to be a great matchup. I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to have to battle through that. I still am playing DeAndre Hopkins. But Kiki is going to be that underneath route, similar to a Beasley role, who just decimated – the Jaguars last week. So for me, the obvious players here, uh, I I am okay starting Watson I as a, as a low-end quarterback one. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you're starting. Kiki, I would put as a flex-slash-wide receiver three option, even though he's been battling with his sorts of injuries as well. But um, I think Jacksonville will bounce back in this game, but I still like the production that Houston can put up.
1: Yeah, the thing that the thing that that worries me a little bit about uh, about Kiki is is Watson healthy. Um, you know, he obviously was not
2: full strength going up against Buffalo this last week. No, uh, and Buffalo is an underrated defense. Let's not let's not yes. discount Buffalo's defense. Yeah, their defense their defense
1: can be pretty good. It's it's really it's their offense that's just got awful. Um, so I think that Kuti, I think will will be. Be somewhat, uh, somewhat uh, dependent upon whether or not Watson can get the ball out quickly. Um, I like, you know, I like that he could be in for that kind of a game. Um, you know, I don't like, I like you. I don't like any of the running backs uh, for for uh, Houston. As far as Jacksonville goes, you could probably start Blake Bortles depending on your scoring system, <laughs> um, and then you know. I think that Westbrook is a possibility as a flex play. Uh at, at this point he's actually on pace for 1000 yards on the season. Um so he is in that wide receiver three flex range. Um the, hasn't been all that consistent but no neither has anyone else as far as the receivers go for um for Jacksonville and I think that Yeldon if he's if he's fully healthy and playing, he's a running back too. Yeah. All right, moving on. What do we got next? Uh, Detroit at Miami.
2: Yeah, for me, this game is going to come down to uh, – or I guess I should say it's primed for on Johnson to have a big day. Miami is 29th against the run. on Johnson has done well, uh, was the first Detroit runner to run for 100 yards back in week three against New England. Uh, this is going to be a game where Detroit – will throw the ball. They just will. Uh, I think Galladay is, is emerging himself as kind of that one B role behind Golden Tate. Golden Tate is still going to be more targeted than Galladay, but I like Galladay's production deep. Um, Stafford is a solid play. Miami uh, is, is better against the pass, although they did get torched a little bit Uh, by Trubisky this last week but early on they didn't really play anybody so I think this is kind of an illusion that Miami is the eighth best defense against the pat or the eighth best defense against um, quarterbacks in terms of fantasy relevance and so I like Stafford in this game I like uh, Tate Galladay carry on Johnson as long as Blount doesn't come in and vulture his touchdowns Um, because once again carry on is a great player between the 20s or between the 10s but when they get on the goal line blount is really that hammer that that bashes it across the line so as long as he doesn't get vultured i think carry On's in for a good day as well
1: yeah um as far as the as far as the running backs go for miami uh i'm i still don't know what to thank you kenny drake and frank gore the ageless wonder has just been stupid in terms of how much running ability he still has at his age <laughs> Um, you know, ran for 100 yards last week against the Bears for crying out loud. Um, and I think, you know, you look at who who the, the Detroit Lions have faced in terms of running. Uh, they've given up 100 rush yards to Isaiah Crowell, Matt Breida, and Ezekiel Elliott. So, you know, Ezekiel Elliott, okay. But to Breida and Crowell, they've given up 100 rush yards. Um, not so much the passing game in terms of giving up giving up reception yards, hardly anything except for Ezekiel Elliott who got 88. You know, Ezek, you know, Zeke just kind of ran over them that game, but it was in Dallas. Um, so everyone else, no more than what 30 30 receiving yards out of the backfield. So I think that Drake could be in a little bit of trouble this week. This could be a game that if uh, if desperation flex play, you could use um, you could use Frank Gore. I think. Um, but as far as, as far as that, you know, players for the Lions, um, yeah, Galladay I think is in for a huge day. If you look at who the Miami Dolphins, I mean, they have given up hundred rece- one hundred and seventy three receiving yards to Jordy Nelson, one hundred and ten yards to Taylor Gabriel, one hundred and twelve yards to AJ Green, uh, ninety two yards to Quincy and eighty four to Terrell. I mean, they give up a lot of yards. In the passing game, so I think Galladay could be in for a huge game this week. Um, he he has the ability to put up one of those 150 yard games and a couple of touchdowns. Um, and so, if there's nothing else, Justin, on that game,
2: yeah, I got uh, the one thing that I would say about Drake is. I wouldn't play him unless it's a flex option out of desperation because there's no consistency. Gore really is the main running back and is proving that over the last couple of weeks. Drake is so hit and miss that especially on a bye week, maybe you're hamstrung, but if there's a more consistent option that maybe doesn't have the the higher upside, but someone who has more consistency, I would feel better going there. And, and getting
1: back to, you know, Miami, Albert Wilson, maybe I, I don't, I'm the seeing, only receiver I would feel remotely interested in. And at the same time, I almost feel like it's chasing points after having a huge game last week. And then a couple of weeks before he has a huge game, but that was because he also threw on a trick play through for a touchdown. Yeah it wasn't but his own production so they
2: they're utilizing him more than say Danny Amendola now Amendola's getting more targets but a lot of it's that underneath route there's yep. not a lot of yardage there that Jarvis um, Landry type of yeah, he's thing. he's the new Jarvis he's the 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 poor white Jarvis Landry uh, or or to use Miami terms he's the poor Wes Welker beta version or whatever or the alpha version uh, whatever terms those are but I'm not interested in Damian Amendola the the catches are there great he'll get six catches but you're only going to get 40 yards so that's 11 points so too too much touchdown dependency Wilson is at least getting yards they're getting creative with him maybe he throws another touchdown pass I don't know um, but uh, I like Wilson better All right, and then the final game that we will be covering tonight, Minnesota at the New York Jets. Justin, what do you got? Uh, This game is pretty easy for me. I think Minnesota is getting back on the right track. Um, It's hard to be too confident about that because they played Arizona last week. Um, But I think this is a great game for Cousins against the Jets. Uh, I, I like Cook to be the starter. In this game, I think they're going to ease him in. So I think you're going to get kind of a 50-50 workload as they kind of get him back up to speed with Latavius Murray being there. Uh, As the week progresses, I'll I'll kind of determine how I feel about Latavius Murray. But at this point, I am fully bought into Cook being the starter. Um, I also think that this could be a runaway game. The Jets have proven the ability to score a lot of points. Um, So because of that... I like Diggs even more. Obviously, Diggs is a starter. He's a top 15 wide receiver, but against de- solid defenses, he has struggled this year because Cooks apparently has tunnel vision for Adam Thielen, who's the number one wide receiver, and his target share is insane.
1: Yes, it is, and it's beautiful.
2: Yeah, yeah, coming from the the Adam Thielen uh, owner in most leagues, but but last week Diggs got three targets and 38 yards but they didn't really need him like they were being very productive on the ground I think this is a game where the Jets could score some points even though they're going to have to do it through the pass as opposed to the run which I really think is their strength Minnesota's been solid against the run all year even in the Rams game uh, Gurley didn't get a lot of yards he just got a touchdown Uh, and so but that's what Gurley does. He starts touchdowns against everybody. So uh, I like Minnesota in this game. I, I would feel confident with Cook, uh, Cousins, Thielen, you, and Diggs. You, your starters, are you're going to play. The, the Jets don't scare me in terms of moving anybody down the depth chart. Latavius Murray is still kind of someone you want to consider later in the week because who knows, maybe this week again, Dalvin Cook gets scratched at the last minute on a Saturday. So, uh
1: yeah, uh, for me, looking at it, uh the Jets are so bad uh, on defense. Um, yes. They've given up 103 yards to Jarvis Landry, 109 to Dante Moncrief, 105 to Demarius Thomas, who can't get that many yards off of
2: anyone. Yeah, 100- giving up yards to Moncrief is probably the most insulting one there.
1: 141 to Didi Westbrook, 114 to Galladay, 80 to – Hey, I mean,
2: don't diss do Galladay.
1: No, no, no. You no, know, I'm just going through the list of how many guys they've given up so many yards to yeah. I mean, in that game where they gave up 114 to Galladay, 80 to Tate. You know, they've yeah, given up, you know, they're, they're, they're not giving, good at defense. They're <laughs> bleeding yards to wide receivers. And then if we take a, a quick look at the running backs, just to kind of the Jets made more. Demarius Thomas look good. Yeah. Um, the, well the Jets and then, you know, Marlon Mack had 89 rush yards. And he hasn't been able to run that well all his career. I mean, last year was was horrible. I mean, he had Frank Gore starting ahead of him all year because he couldn't yes. get the run game going. This year, I mean, he, Marlon Mack in his first game back has 89 rush yards. Carlos Hyde had 98 yards against him. Um, but it looks like a lot of the a lot of the running backs there just kind of being used a little both ways, and they're passing like crazy against the Jets. So, you know. Cook or Latavius Murray, I'm more interested in the pass game than that. I'm not really too interested in anything else. And then as far as the, the Vikings go, you know, they they don't have any healthy wide receivers in in the Jets' camp right now. So They got Jermaine Curse. They've That's got Jermaine Curse. That's about it. And in terms of running backs, with this, so, I mean, if you've got Cruel and Bilal Powell, um, in terms of what the Vikings have given up on the ground, yeah, Todd Gurley, 156 total yards. Um, Chris Ivory, 126 total yards. Other than that, no one has gotten more than 71 total in the game. Yes. So,
2: um, so they're... they're And Chris Ivory got like 60 of that on one play.
1: Yeah, I think it was 60 on a pass play when he recorded 70 total receiving yards.
2: Yeah, where no one covered him at all. And that was just... That was just a broken cover. Minnesota wants to delete that game out of their memory.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But we'll um, keep bringing it up. <laughs> so yeah, so I think that I think that um, really the Jets are, don't have a, a whole lot going for them in this game. So uh, really, this should be this should be a bit of a blowout in terms of the Minnesota Vikings for this game. Yep. Alright, well that's it. I hope I think we kept this one pretty short for you guys. Uh, this should you know this should be well under a forty-five minute episode. I think we kept this yeah, right at 30. right around thirty. So um, we want to thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the Skull King fantasy football podcast. My name is Ryan. And I'm Justin. And we will talk to you guys later. Hey Skull King Nation, thank you for listening to the Skull King football podcast. Did you like this episode? If so, be sure to go to iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube to subscribe. Also, please leave us a rating and reviews to let us know how we can better help you rule your leagues.